Hello, family. Hello, hello, hello. This is your double portion of your girl at Within Her Beauty. <laughs> so let's just keep this conversation going. Let's just continue to flow. Let's just rock out and let's see where the Lord takes us. And we know that definitely we're going to end up somewhere in Philippians chapter one because, you know, previous episode was the plug for this episode. So let's just continue to flow. So let's begin to talk about one of the idols that I had in my life. And that was, I idolized marriage. That was something that was revealed to me. That was something that I had to put before the Lord's feet. It was something that I didn't want to let go because, you know, you get in, you know, Maybe not everyone has experienced this, but swearing that you know who your other, where your rib is at, swearing you know that that that's where your rib came from, you know, swearing that person got your other rib, and it's like only God truly knows. And for a while, I was just wanting a relationship. Because that's what the world had. I felt like because I seen other people happy on different social medias, that that was going to bring me a sort of happiness. Then I, like, you know, got into a couple of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, entanglements. Got a, a couple of entanglements. And God was not in those entanglements at all. And it was, it didn't have to be necessary, but I learned a lesson out of it since God allowed it. And now I can understand that I need the Lord to di- to tell me where my husband is. I need him to direct me. I need him to give me discernment and to know who to be with, who I have to marry, who I want to share my life with, who I want to suffer for the, for, for Christ's sake with, who I want to submit to. Hold on. Cause my kids is being loud. Give me a second. Okay. I'm sorry. Fam. My kids was starting to be loud. So we had to shut that down. But, um, yeah, like I, I, the Disney prince. Okay, let's let's start right here because my kids they came, you know. So let's start right here. The Disney princesses did me in because I was thinking that I could kiss frogs and they would turn into princes. But the Lord showed me, daughter, a frog is a frog, and a prince is a prince. You can't kiss a frog, and it's not going to turn into a prince. Okay, because that's not the prince I have for you. That's a frog. So stop kissing the frogs. And <laughs> so the Disney princesses did me in. They thought they had me thinking I could kiss a frog and then I could, um, you know, live happy ever after. And that's not, no, that's not so. That's, that's, that's definitely not so of what happened to me. That's not my testimony of what happened to me. But I thank the Lord so much because it's so exhausting worrying about what somebody's doing. If somebody's going to be faithful to you, checking somebody's phone, lo- losing sleep. And I love your girl right here. She loves sleep. I love me a good rest. And when you start disturbing that, it's a problem because I love sleep. Okay. I love, I love, I love my Jesus. And then I love my sleep. I really love my Jesus. Jesus first, but then my sleep. Okay. That's how much sleep means to me. Okay. 
Okay, God first, sleep. The second, my sleep is second. And, uh, well, I guess I gotta say my kids. But y'all get the point. Like, they in there too. But I need sleep to deal with these kids. So you figure it out. Which one? <laughs> okay? So, um, fam. So I had to, um, the Lord showed it to me. I had to admit that that was an idol in my life. And I just thank him for doing that because in that process of him showing me that's an idol and showing me that I wanted these things for wrong reasons, he began also to show me what was the right reason to desire a kingdom marriage. I, um, I, I, he he brought Ephesians five to me, and he's he's revealed things to me out of that that has brought me so much peace and joy because I want my husband to love me like Christ. But then I also had to admit times in the past, how could I want my man to love me like Christ, but I never experienced the love of Christ? How can I discern if this man loved me like Christ loved the church if I never... um experienced that love. It was times that I was walking in fear and the Bible tells you that perfect love cast out all fear. And at those times where I was walking in fear, I still wanted to have a man too. I bear, I didn't know if I was coming or going. And then I still was trying to keep something. It, it just wasn't working. It was a lot. It was very exhausting. It was very exhausting. And, um, you know, I'm a, we're going to read Ephesians 5. But family, I really want you to like ask yourself, am I idolizing marriage? Am I idolizing relationships? Why don't I want to be alone with the Lord? Have I ever fell in love with Jesus? Like begin to ask yourself these questions, family. Like you'll be surprised the answers. Breakthroughs is going to happen when you answer those questions and be real with yourself because the only one you lying to is yourself. Because I remember hearing people talking like this and I'm like, what you mean? Of course you can say that now because you married, but what you mean you fell in love with the Lord? But family, I'm sitting here telling you I'm single and I'm so happy to be single in, in, in this season of my life because I began to fall in love with the Lord through my singleness. It's things that I could have not seen the Lord's hand in if I was not single. I would have never experienced the perfect love that casted out all fear if first I wasn't single first. Now, I'm not knocking people that's married and you finding your way. You know, I, I'm not knocking that. I'm just, this is just speaking for me and what I have learned and what I have seen and what I'm thankful for being single and why I'm not ashamed of being single because I get to have God. I get to have him in the fullness. I'm not, I'm not um, splitting my time up and, and having to give time that belongs to the Lord to, to my marriage, even though, I mean, I still have that desire, but right now I get to understand that I get to just have a whole nother level of communion with God that I can't have in a marriage. And it's so beautiful. And it's like, I just, I feel I'm like, let's not despise our singleness season. Let's not despise that. Okay. Cause Jesus was single. Okay. So if he could do it, we could do it. You know, I'm just saying, let's fall in love with our father in the name of Jesus. So let's go to Ephesians five. Let's go to verse 
22. And well, let's start at verse 21. Furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means to submit to your husband as to the Lord. See, family, in the beginning, right? I wasn't submissive to God. Let's look up the definition to to submit. So let's look that up. Because there's power in that definition. Accept or yield to a superior force or to the authority or will of another person. Family, I was not being submissive to God. I I truly was not. I didn't I didn't accept or yield to his force. I felt like I was in control of my life. And that is a lie because we do not have control. Just think about how many times you blink your eye and you don't even think to do it. Why do we? I mean, I know that there's an answer, you know, because people got answers for everything. But like we don't even fully know why we blink in our eyes, but it just happens. We don't intentionally blink our eyes unless, you know, my daughter good for having a blinking contest. But you get what I'm saying? Like we... Yes, I said a blinking contest because I, I want to hold on sidebar. Yes, my child has blinking contest. <laughs> and you will be surprised how fun it actually is. Sidebar over. But um, it's just we don't have as much control as we think we do. We just truly don't. So, like, that's another question to ask. Am I really submissive to God? Do I submit to him? Do I yield to him? Or do I keep on going? You know? Because, you know, all right, let's think about this like this. When the light turned yellow, are you the type to speed up? Are you the type to slow down? So do you have to think about this. When trials and tribulations come your way, are you quick to think about what you can do? Or are you more of the type that's just like, okay, let me slow down. Let me, let, let me go pray. Let me see what, let me just yield to God. Let me just yield to him. Let me just see what he's going to do. Let me just be still and know that he is God. Do you do that? What kind of driver are you? Are you a speed up? Or are you a slow down? What kind of driver for Jesus are you? That's a question that you can ask yourself. Are you submissive? You know, just ask yourself that. And it says, because, you know, like, and this is, this is another thing. The Lord began to show me, you're not submissive to me. So even if I gave you a husband right now, how could you submit to him? How could you be, play your wife role, your kingdom wife role and submit to your husband? How can you do that? And I was just sitting there like, I if listen, I know I, there was nothing to say. <laughs> it was nothing to say at all. And, um, you know, like you, you have to, that's just cause I, I like to watch how I say my words, but we are, it's, it's harder to submit to God and you can't even see him, but you have a relationship based off of trust. When you can have that relationship with Lord where you're where you're just submiss- submissive to the Lord, it's easier to do it to your husband who's in front of your face. Does that make sense? But you have to learn how to submit to the Lord first. Okay? Then it says for why? Oh, no, no, no. It says for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Hallelujah. And, and, and since I know you like, well, what you mean? Because what if he don't make no good idea? What if, what if I, what if he don't have a good judgment? 
was this. That's when you have to step back and you have to pray and you got to allow God to be God. You have to allow him to show you the truth because God has a way to show you the truth and you will know it because his sheep know his voice. You will answer to it. You will know that that is God and there's no question in it. Okay. So then it says, For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. So family, I'm speaking as a woman perspective. How can you, how you're seeing, you're hearing what the Bible is saying about your husband loving you. Your husband should not promote you to want to sin. He shouldn't be okay with wanting to just lay up with you. He shouldn't be okay with just um, going half on the rent. He shouldn't be okay with just being called your boyfriend. He should want to, to, um, uh, make you holy and clean and washed by the cleansing of God's word. He should be sitting there side by side with you. He should be able to pray for you. He should be able to understand, okay, my honey is going through warfare. Let me get into the position and begin to pray over her. Let me allow me to come with her. Cause if we join together, we can fight back to back. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let me lead her down the right path. So she could be blameless to me. Hallelujah. So she could be blameless before the Lord's eyes. Let me do things the right way. Let me make this covenant with her before God. Let me make a promise before God for her. Allow me to, to, to let her be the woman that God has called her to be. Not to live in shame. Hallelujah. Not to sit there and make her belittle herself. Hallelujah. That's the kind of man that you should want to look for. A man that's going to see value in you. A man that's never going to make you um, sin against God. You get what I'm saying? Think it's okay to have premarital sex you shouldn't want a man like that because if he loves you he should love your soul he should care about where your soul is going hallelujah where the eternal place of your soul family that's a question you have to ask you have to ask a man who's who's trying to court you who's seeking after you do you care about my soul do you care where my soul is going Matter of fact, do you care about where your soul is going? Because you need to care about your soul so that you can care about my soul. So let me ask you about your soul first. Do you care where your soul's going for eternity? Because if he don't care or if he stutter, sis, I'm not saying God could do it, but let God do it. Because if he don't care about his soul, he ain't going to care about yours. I'm just saying, sis, bro, bro, sis. Because this could go for, you know, the male version too. Like a man looking for, for a wife. I'm just saying, like, bro, if she don't care about your soul... I mean, she don't care about her soul. She ain't going to care about yours. I'm not saying God can't do it, but let God do it. Don't keep on trying to put your hand in it. Because let me tell you, every time you put your hand in it, it's just setting you back. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. Okay. It says he did not, he did this to present to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Hallelujah. It says for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds it and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body hallelujah 
It says, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Hallelujah. So family, let's go back up to the top. Okay. And let's talk about. Let's talk about, okay, let me, okay, Lord, lead me, Father, because I'm, lead me, Lord. Hold up, family. Okay, fam, so let's think about this, right? We want to think about how Jesus laid his life down. And yes, he did that. He he did that for us. He laid his life down for us. Hallelujah. He he died for our sins. But let's also think about this. Jesus is fully man and he's fully God. He's fully human and he's fully God. He he has the fullness of God within him. Hallelujah. He is God, okay? So let's think like this. He walked the same walk that these men walk nowadays. Jesus walked that walk. Jesus denied himself. I'm I'm pretty sure this isn't biblical, but he he was he's a man, you know, and he was able to deny himself. Catch this. He was able to deny himself. So what is another man's excuse who claims that they love you? Jesus denied himself for us. And that is the spirit that lives within us if you shall receive it. And that's why we are called to wait on our husbands that the Lord has handpicked for us, who he has made for us. We are called to wait for those people because when the Lord raises up these men of God, when he raises them up, they will have the same type of... um mentality of Christ. They will be able to deny themselves. You won't have to worry about checking their phone. You won't have to worry about checking the gas. You won't have to worry about checking the uh, speedometer. You won't have to worry about that because you want to know that God got you. You want to know that you can trust in God and that everything else will be added on to you. You will know that the same way that the Lord denied himself that your man will deny himself. He, The Lord is not just talking about a physical death when he says that he laid his life down for the church. He laid his life down for the church. Do you get that? He laid down what what he what could have. Um, think about when he was in the wilderness and um, Satan was tempting him. Jesus didn't fall into temptation. He didn't fall into that. He 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 came back and he combated it and he cast it down all the devices of the enemy and he was able to stand firm with his fleet planted and come down here for the purpose that God designed for him and that's the same power that will be within the man that the Lord is sending to you. You don't have to settle for a man who is going to mistreat you who's going to cheat on you, who's going to say well I'm just a man. You don't have to settle for that. You know why you don't have to settle for that? Because greater he that's going to live inside of the man for you than he that will live in the world. I'm not saying that the man that's doing it for you ain't the one. That's not what I'm saying, sis. I'm not saying that, bro, about the girl that you're waiting on. But I'm just saying that you have to let go and let God do it. You can't do it. You can't sit there and try to manipulate your way into a person's heart. You can't think that you could buy your way into a person's heart. You don't. You can't sit there and think that you could belittle yourself and wait for somebody to see the worth in you because you make yourself worthless when you 
you try to show your worth. You have to allow them to see it for themselves. I hope this makes sense to you, but you cannot show somebody what you are worth because at that moment you made yourself worthless. You have to allow them to see it. You have to allow them to see it's just something in them. And it's not about nothing that you can, that, that you gave to them. It's just about what you carry within you. That's what's going to matter because in Proverbs 31 verse 30, I believe, remember in the beginning, it says charm and deceptive, but beauty, it does not last. But a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. And that's what it is. It's about what's in you. It's about the beauty that's within you, sis. It's about the beauty that's within you, bro. It's about that type of beauty. It's okay that um, you want these things, but don't belittle yourself. Don't don't beat yourself down. Don't let somebody mistreat you just to say that you have something because you are worth more. You are priceless. Jesus came down here and he brought you for a price. He shed his blood for you. Jesus shed blood for you. You are priceless. And if can't, can't a person see your worth, if they can't see it, don't try to prove it. You just keep going. You don't allow somebody to make you feel a way about yourself. You only matter what God says. If a person don't think that you're good enough, if a person don't think your body right, if a person don't think this, if a person don't think that, that's their loss because they couldn't see the beauty within you. They didn't have the discernment to see the beauty within you or maybe that person just ain't for you. But don't force it. You know what your father has said. You know what his commands are to you. Don't give that up. Don't trade in your freedom for Christ to be a slave to sin. Don't do it. All all his leading leads you to life. Don't die for another person spiritually. I mean, listen, don't do it. Just don't do it. Allow the Lord to do what he has planned for you. Because I I see that so much in this society. I see people who don't know their worth. I see people who's okay with selling themselves short. I see people who think that it's okay to just go around and spoiling their waters all out in the streets for everybody to get. I see those things and I'm just like, you don't understand that you are worth so much. You are worth Jesus dying for. God said you are worth dying for. You don't, you cannot find your value in nobody else. You have to look for your value in Christ because he holds your eternal life. Everything else will perish, but the Lord himself, everything else, this world will fade away. What is the purpose of gaining everything in this world, but losing your soul, losing your life, losing your relationship with Christ? What is worth that? A mere human? I think not. If I had to pick between, and this is me, if I had to pick between giving up Jesus and being happily married in this world, I'm picking Jesus because that's who will keep me. I can sit here and I can feel the fullness of God. I can feel the love of Jesus and I could be just all high off of life. Hallelujah. I can be intoxicated by the spirit of God and I will pick that any day over being with somebody and I feel alone still being in a relationship and feeling like I'm not good enough. 
allowing somebody to mistreat me just to have a cute picture with them. I'm not doing all that. It ain't worth it. And I want you to know, sis, I want you to know, bro, it ain't worth it for you either. It's not. It's not. It, don't sell yourself short. Remember, just keep saying to yourself, I was brought for a cost. I was worth the Lord coming down here and dying for me. Just keep saying that to yourself. Can nobody die for your sins but Jesus? God says he knew you when he was forming you in your mother's womb. He knew you. He, he, the Lord knows you. He know what you look like when you was forming in your mother's womb. Think about that. Don't idolize a relationship. Don't do that. Don't idolize nobody relationship. You worry about your relationship with the Lord because that's the only thing that means something is a relationship with God. Okay, fam. Let's go. Okay, wait. Let's finish. Let's read this again. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. Hallelujah. So, family, I'm not. this is not a bad session if a person, because I know it's someone listening that's in a relationship and you feel alone. I know that feeling. I understand that feeling. But, like, you have to also remember that if a person is treating you away, they're going to treat you how they feel about themselves. It's something, it's an insecurity there. Because why, you, you have to just seek the Lord on this, okay? But if somebody will mistreat you, it's a root problem there. It's something stemming from the root. And you need to ask the Lord for the discernment. And you have to ask him for the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding. You have to follow his leading. You have to trust that he will will will, will reveal all the truths that you need to know. You get what I'm saying? Because the Lord is never going to allow or send somebody that's going to harm you. Well, I'm not going to say he's not going to allow. Because... The Lord allows things to happen in our life. So let me watch how I say that. Because like I said, I have to watch how I say things. But the Lord does not want anyone to harm you. Does that make sense? He doesn't want nobody to come in and have you feeling a way about yourself. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And anything that says less than that, any person that will tell you less than that is a liar. Because the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the truth. Anything else is from the evil one because God said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Uh, glory be to God. Okay, let's go to Philippians 1. Above all, you must have, you must live as citizens of heaven. We are at verse 27. Conducting yourself in the manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come 
and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Hallelujah. Brother Paul be coming through. Okay. But family, we have the privilege of trusting in Christ. And we also have the privilege of suffering for him. So it might be moments that you feel lonely. It might feel moments that you're just like, I just need somebody here with me. But it's a privilege in that because with you humbling yourself and you saying that, you're giving the Lord room to move. Go tell your Lord, I feel lonely. Lord, I feel like I need a relationship. Lord, let me grow in a relationship with you. Let me experience the perfect love that casts out all fear. Lord, let me, let me, I don't want to feel lonely no more. Let the goodness of the Lord fill your heart, sis. Let it fill you, bro. So you can be complete lacking nothing. Hallelujah. So when your husband comes, you two can join into a rib and you can and you can stand back to back and fight all the devices of the enemy together because you want your marriage to be powerful. You want your marriage to display the kingdom. You want your marriage. Excuse me, family. You want people to look at your marriage and say it's something different. And then you can tell them, let me tell you about my God. Let me minister to you and tell you about how it was a moment I used to be like that. I used to want to be with somebody. I didn't know my worth, but the Lord taught me my worth. And then after I learned it, he brought my husband to me. He brought my wife to me. Tell them, like, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. But then I found Jesus and he cleaned me up and then he gave me someone who loves me like he loves me. Hallelujah. Family, just allow the Lord to love on you. Allow him to just show you the right way. And then everything else will be added on to you. Because let me tell you something, okay? When the Lord bring my husband, (laughs) when he get my husband together, you will, listen, he will be on the Within Her Beauty platform. And he will be telling you about how he got this Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> For real. And to God be all the glory. Because I want to I want to do kingdom business with my man. That's my new desire. Is to have a marriage and do kingdom business. To cast out these demons with my man. To bind up these principalities. To set prisoners free to release captives that's what i want to do with my man okay i you know family because i know everybody worry about being fruitful and multiplying i understand but i also want to be fruitful with my works i want to multiply my works you get what i'm saying with my husband yes everything else will be added on but let's focus on the kingdom part let's allow the lord to build us up so when our significant other comes we can be about our father's business together let's focus on that okay fam okay i love y'all so much okay and lord is anything else you want me to say Hold on, it's my son. Hold up, Pop. Okay. 
Yes, you can. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the one who think he my man, but I be having to tell him, like, no, you're not. <laughs> you be trying to act like it, though. But, um, is there anything else you want me to say? Family, just submit to God and let him reveal all his goodness to you, okay? Allow him to show you your worth. Understand that you are worth his blood, okay? I love you so much, family. I truly do. But most importantly, we're going to start saying this together. So we're going to start saying this together from this one on. But most importantly, let's say it. Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I love you so much, okay? But Jesus loves you more importantly. And you never know. You might get a triple portion of your girl. But I'll see you then. Lord willing. Bye.